welcome to episode 564 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering or if you don't play Magic the Gathering, but like listening to two people talk about Magic the Gathering. (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's episode, we will both talk and not talk about Magic the Gathering, thus encompassing the width and breadth of our listenership. (laughs) And that is the good luck high five guarantee. (laughs) We both will and will not talk about Magic. <laughs> the magic we'll talk about this week uh, is pretty specific. It's uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. The pre-release happened last weekend, everybody. Uh, I had an absolute blast at my pre-release. I hope you did too. I'm going to give you stories of all the things that happened at the pre-release, what kind of deck I played, my thoughts early on here in the format, just to give you the basic general good time vibes that I had playing at my, my LGS. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear about it because I have not yet played. Oh, I man. was in New Hampshire and then I was in a play. <laughs> but still, the same one. I the same play. The same the, play. The same play. Um, I did go to New Hampshire though. How was New Hampshire? For going to New Hampshire. Great. Are the Great. leaves still happening there? No snow happened there. Really? Um, we drove all the way far up north in New Hampshire to the White Mountains. It was gorgeous. We had a lovely time. I walked around. I looked at pretty nature. Yeah. I ate pizza. It was great. Did you play any games? Yes, we played many games. Um, Let's see. We played Carcassonne, of course. Classic. Very easy to play with many people. Um, We played, let's see. I'm trying to remember. We played Jenga. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, We played, gosh, I'm trying to remember. There was a game that I really enjoyed. Was it just Carcassonne? (laughs) Might have been. There's a chance that it could have just been that. It was very good. I'm trying to remember what else. Well, anyways, we did play games. And we also hot tubbed. If you remember, in the course of this episode, you can just say. Yeah, exactly. I love very little more than an outdoor hot tub, I must say. It was great. Hot tubs in nature, A+. Yeah. It was like there was some snow on the deck. We hot tubbed. You could see the stars. It was incredible. Beautiful. Uh, we want to say thank you to everybody who supports the show, who makes it happen. I hope that's you over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Yes. Thank you, especially to everyone who became patrons in the last week, supporting our dreams of a yacht that's 30 feet long and is just a log with a trash can on top of yeah! it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did our Discord call it? The t- trash toboggan? A trash toboggan. Great a trash name. toboggan. Uh, getting, a, getting a shirt commemorating uh, this this momentous non-event because mm-hmm. we do not have it, mm-hmm. but you know, we're dreaming of it. It'll, uh, yeah, one day, one day. Are Chris and Ian. Yay! Thank you so much, Chris Thanks. and Ian. Chris and Ian, thank you so much for supporting our work and believing in our dreams of the high seas. Yes. Um, and getting Chris, pulled over by the bolt police. <laughs> yes. Chris, you're making our rish come true. Wow. That is that is the best slash worst one you have ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels that feels about right. Ian, keep being great. Oh, there we go. That's, there we go. Uh, that's excellent. If you want an excellent slash terrible pun made about your name in an episode dedicated in your honor, you can have it. Just become a new patron or increase your pledge by our next episode, patreon.com slash GLHF magic. We'd love to have you. Uh, we've had a great time uh, getting these new patrons. Thanks to our dream, our yacht dreams. Um, yes. Our yacht 
or slash trash toboggan dreams. Our trash toboggan dreams. I think what what is the new shirt? I got Megan and Maria pulled over by the boat police. Yeah, that's what it was. Yep, that's, that's what it was. Ian. <laughs> Thank you for helping us get pulled over by the boat police. Megan's screen printing dreams becoming oh, yes. reality thanks to you, our patrons. You know, who- someone was telling me it's not that hard. That feels like potentially a lie meant to encourage me, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Well, I'm just, I just, I'm excited to see it because I, screen printing is a cool process, you know. It is a cool process. And I, I just think it would be neat to know, to know how to do that. Yeah. Um, uh, well, so we're going to find out so that we can make some of the world's dumbest shirts. <laughs> we also got to give a shout out to our oldest listener, which, you know, you have until the end of the year to be the oldest listener. Um, yes. But we have an update, a critical update. Yes. As of right now, congratulations to Liz. Liz. Our oldest listener. And also one of the people who's listening but perhaps does not play Magic. Liz uh, is sit- coming coming in at 59. So the previous bar was 58, also set by Liz. Happy yeah. birthday, Liz. Now 59. So 59 is now the bar, everybody, for our oldest listener, okay? You yeah. have until the end of the year the to end be of the year 59. To become older than, <laughs> than 59. So get yeah. working on it. If you get can working. accelerate your aging process for specifically getting a really, really dumb shirt, if that's yeah. something you're into and you understand science on that that level, <laughs> this is a goal that could you could be achieved. It could be yours. <laughs> A huge thank you as well to Card Kingdom. You can check them out on the internet at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Card Kingdom, they sell nice games, not dumb shirts. New tagline for you guys. There I mean, you go. we're getting a new tagline for uh, Card Kingdom every week, and every yeah. week is better than the last one, I would say. Yes. Uh, you can pre-order uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, uh, but soon you can order it starting on yeah. Friday because it'll be out. But you can still pre-order it as of the recording of this podcast. I got to say, I, I don't know early days but i had a really really fun time playing this set so um i think it could be just a blast to get a box and draft with your friends or um the a couple of weekends ago i want to talk about this really quick i uh, played some commander boxing league with some friends which is a new format i had never played before where you just take a box and you open it and you build a commander deck um, just from what you have in the box. So you want to pick a set that has, you know, some legendary creatures in it, at least so you have some options at who can be your commander. Uh, same rules of commander apply. But it was really fun because, um, yeah, you can just, I opened Theros Beyond Death, which had a lot of options. I could have built a bunch of different color pairs. Um, and, you know, all your last five to ten cards are really bad. But I kind of like that, right? Because, you know, you're, you're still playing Singleton, you're still playing 100 cards, and, you know, it's it kind of gives you a, a, a limited flavor along with a commander flavor, which I think was a, just a really fun experience. And you could do that with Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Get a box, build some, build a commander deck out of it. You can probably get, you know, two or th- three decks out of one box, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I just think that could be a fun activity. And you should get your box at Card Kingdom, you know? All right, everybody, it's time for the randomizer, where we had to scryfall.com, click on the random card button, and have to guess what the card does based on the art alone. Megan, I've sent you a random card. Yes. And I, I am, felt like it was just meant to be, based yeah. on the release of Lost Caverns of Ixalan this week. I am looking at a, a 
beautiful, enormous dinosaur of sort of like the, right? I think they decided brontosauruses weren't real. That's one of the ones that are like, not so much. I don't know. I've lost this. I've lost the thread on it. Anyways, but it is of that style, you know, big, real big guy, real long neck, real long tail, quite tall, gorgeous feathers. Oh, beautiful feathers. Like the dinosaur is blue, but then it has like these beautiful, like red and white mane feathers. And then these like pink and red feathers on its body anyways and there's like a tyrannosaurus style dinosaur in the right who's like trying to think about eating it but is like no i would get i would get absolutely stomped into oblivion (laughs) if i attempted to eat this majestic beach beach beast (laughs) (laughs) you know what it is a majestic beach i agree this majestic (laughs) beach uh yeah you know (laughs) it's yelling and i I, okay i don't remember this card's name but it is green and white i want to say i'm just gonna call i'll I'll make up the rest of this stuff okay i'm going to say that this is like six green white so like a full eight mana it might might have been six but anyways it's like right six green white it's like an it's like a zero ten, but it's all of your all of your creatures, you know, fight with their butts instead. Yes, I know which card you're talking about. Um, that's not this card though. Oh, but wow. I, I do see why you thought it was. This yeah. card um is um Apex Ultasaur. This is seven green green, so you're right that it's a huge mana cost. And it's a 10-10, so you're even right about the 10, but it's also on the fronts (laughs) and the backs, creature dinosaur. Uh, When Apex Ultasaur enters the battlefield, it fights up to one target creature you don't control, and it has Enrage. Whenever Apex Ultasaur is dealt damage, it fights up to one target creature you don't control. Um, And this is a commander card, so this came out in Commander 2019, and it's also in the Lost Caverns of Ixalan Commander decks, too. What a big boy. What a large lad. Very large lad. I mean, you're paying nine mana for this. uh, Yeah, but it it will fight many things. Yeah, it will fight a lot, and I think it might be worth the dollary dues that you're putting into this. I'm, like, thinking about the set right now, and I'm like, if this wasn't a commander card, if this was just a normal limited card that you could pick. Uh-huh. I'm like not entirely unconvinced that you wouldn't just play this. All there's, right. There's ways to ramp. There's ramp in this set, everybody. Yeah. And so. this, you know, this dino, it has enough, right? It has an enter the battlefield effect. Yep. Oh man, I will say, I do kind of wish that Enrage was back with with uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Yeah, this, I did like Enrage. Mm-hmm. It was a mechanic that I enjoyed, right? Like it like benefited you for getting into combat, even if it wasn't necessarily like profitable combat right exactly um it could make it profitable even if it was just like a two three bouncing off of a two three but if you have enraged it was like that was cool megan has sent me the art for my card which yes surprisingly is also on theme for <laughs> this week uh this is a merfolk as far as i can tell in this art you know sometimes i feel like the randomizer knows. <laughs> like when we do our the Halloween. The randomizer knows. I mean, when we do a Halloween episode, it like delivers spooky cards. We're talking about Ixalan. It's delivering Ixalan-ish cards. I mean, this is a merfolk, right? I'm not wrong about that. I mean, it certainly is a spooky critter of the water. Oh, okay. A spooky humanoid of the water. All but right. Yes, it, it a merfolk. All right. This is a merfolk um, that is unfurling. They're in the water, of course, unfurling a leaf. And on the leaf is written some like arcane instructions. Who knows what? 
there, it could be a birthday invite. What the heck do I know? I can't read Merfolk. It's unfurling it. Uh, yeah, that's that's the art. They're just like in a nice, yeah. lush, green pool reading um, a birthday invitation. <laughs> you know, I don't know how, like the facial hair, kind of weird. But this could fall into like, oops, they're hot territory. Yeah, it could. They've got some, ar- they've, they've done arm day. Yeah, they're like they're they're quite mus- muscular, and their hair is sick. It's great hair. It's a like a faux hawk, double faux hawk, triple, yeah. quadruple faux hawk situation. It's I like a many. It's many faux hawks, or maybe just straight up mohawks. It has like cur- like cool curls, like waves in it. Yeah. Anyways, great hair. All right, um, uh, Maria, tell me what you think this card is. <clears throat> well, I'm loath to call it a merfolk in its name because you were kind of hedging on that. So I want to call it, it reminds me of like secret plans or something. So I'm going to call it a uh, secret, uh, uh, secret, what's the synonym for plans? Schemes? <laughs> secret schemes is the name of this card. Secret schemes. And this is a blue card. It's like an instant and you can cast it. And then you like look at three cards. You can, <laughs> I'm going to make it weird. <laughs> I have to make it weird. It's, uh-huh, it's a blue uh-huh. card. It's three cards. You show them to your opponent, and your opponent picks um, one to go in their hand and one to go in your hand. One to go in their hand. <laughs> wow. Because you don't know. It's secret. Yeah. Magic secret would schemes. Never, ma- cards magic would never print for $500. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What we are looking for is a merfolk. Uh, its name is Sage. Fallow it's uh, it's just three and a blue for a 2-2 merfolk wizard. Whenever it becomes tapped, you may draw a card. Oh, well, that's a lot simpler than I was going for. <laughs> but yeah. It is, it is from Lorwyn originally. Wow, Lorwyn. Mm-hmm. Most recently printed in the March of the Machine Commander decks. It is a merfolk wizard, so yeah. I guess it truly was a merfolk. It oh. truly was. I just didn't know if I was like, you know, if I was helping you big cheats. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Uh, the flavor text says memories of ages past are said to swim in the minds of lounging fellow sages. Yeah. I'm going to say the memories of like invitations past. I yeah. I think that it is an invitation. That's it's an reading. invitation, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's time to talk about the Lost Caverns of Ixalan pre-release, everybody. All right, Maria. Yes. Paint us a picture. Give us the vibes. The vibes were immaculate. The picture was great. Um, <laughs> it was just a beautiful time at a local game store. Uh, I want to play this pre-release. Um, pre-release Saturday is one of my favorite days every year. I feel like it's we get these holidays every year, and they're just so fun because everyone has their own little ritual of getting ready to go to the pre-release, cleaning out the magic bag, putting in, making sure you've got your special lands, making sure you have the perfect deck box and dice, and whatever. Um, so that in and of itself is always fun for me. I get to the store, and I'm it is like overrun. It is jammed with human beings. I was like, what is going on? Because I don't think the last pre-release sold out at my local game store. This mm-hmm. pre-release sold out and then some. It yeah. was packed and it was incredible. Everybody there was there to have the best time. They were excited for dinosaurs. Uh, the Jurassic th- Park theme was playing during deck building. It was great. Um, 
Yeah, I just had a blast. Um, I'll talk about my deck in a second, but I want to give a shout out to everybody that I played in this uh, in this uh, this event. They were all so nice. Mm-hmm. Everyone was in a good mood. They were nice. Everyone was gracious in like defeat or victory. Uh, we had great chats about the set, about magic, about our life in the game. Um, I don't know. It was just, I think, the best pre-release experience that I've ever had. And it made me really excited for kind of the future of magic, you know, Mm -hmm. because magic, let's be honest, is changing. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's always been changing, but it's not the same game that you and I came to 10 plus years ago, Mm -hmm. right? Especially when we think about the competitive scene, we've, you know, competitive scene has been, you know, kind of taking more and more of a backseat and casual play has been being pushed more and more to the forefront. A lot more people are playing commander, that kind of thing. And I don't know if this is connected, but it kind of feels like the casual fun vibe that I got at the pre-release felt more like, hey, these players who are here in the game for a good time all the time might be seeping into um, events at the local game store, even if they're quasi competitive, like a pre-release, which is like the lowest bar, but whatever. And I don't know. It I have to say, it made me happy. It made That's me happy great. because That's such a good time. I'm like, hey, could we see this even going into constructed events, like at Friday Night Magic? It's standard and stuff where people are just kind of a little bit more, you know, relaxed. Is that the word I want to use? More chill about the mm-hmm. experience, even if we are playing at a competitive level. I don't know. It, it was just wonderful that vibe to experience that vibe. Uh, we had a listener come up and say hi to me, which was wonderful. Hi, thank you so much. It was great to meet you. Um, I don't know. I had a great time. Um, and I just want to shout that out. And I hope everybody else had a similar happy experience at their pre-release. And I hope that this trend continues in that direction because it just felt like just felt like warm and happy vibes the whole way down. Um, um, okay. I have a question for you. Yes. Which is, did you, um, like, what do you think brought all those people? Like, what do you think brought more people out to this pre-release than the last pre-release? Yeah. Great question. I was also thinking about that. Um, I've got to say, I got to give it to the dinosaurs. <laughs> this I, one goes goes to the dinos. Dinos, it's universal, right? Everybody loves dinosaurs. Everybody um, does love dinosaurs. Know? I can't think of a person who doesn't love dinosaurs. That's what I'm saying. Like it's everybody loves them. Yeah. Um, I, that's my guess. That's my honest guess. I truly don't know. Yeah. Um, I will. I will be very curious to see what happens with murders at Call of Manor, um, to see if we get the same kind of pre-release response mm-hmm. as we got from these dinos. But I think the call of the dino was strong. People saw the water in the glass go, <laughs> and they're like, "I've got to go to my store." Um, just the idea of building a dino's deck, I think, is uh, exciting for a lot of people. And yeah, like, like everybody just loves a dinosaur. <laughs> Everybody, guest. yeah. Do you know what? Everybody does love a dinosaur. And it's getting colder here in the northern yeah, hemisphere. Yeah, that's very so true. People more likely to do things indoors. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That's my guess. Um, Let us know down in the comments if you notice if you felt like your pre-release was also more busy and happening than usual. Yes, um, I would love to know if did, did everyone feel the call of the dino. <laughs> I would love to know, too. Thank you, everybody, if you can you share know, your experience. You know that classic piece of um, American literature, Call of the Dino. Oh, yeah. Love that book. Yeah. Had to read it senior year of high school, but I loved every yeah. second. It's, like, really upsetting when the dino has to go to a dog fight. 
Am I the only person who has like a very detailed memory of Call of the Wild? I've Anyways. never read. I don't think I've read Call of the Wild, <laughs> but I definitely have disturbing books memories from what I was ma- made to read in high school and middle school. Oh of man, course. so many messed up things. I recently sat in a room with three adults who had never read the lottery. No, two adults. There was me and one other person who had yeah. read the lottery and two people yeah. who had not. And we were like, do you know what? It's a short story. We're just going to take a pause right now. Oh, my gosh. And, like, let you all read the lottery. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what what I had to read that had the strongest, weirdest impact on me. I don't know. We had to read The Good Earth. Did you have to read that? No, I don't remember The Good Earth. It's very long, and a lot of people would tell you boring, um, especially for a high school student. I ended up liking it, but there's stuff in there that is messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Messed up. Yeah, man. Um, So somebody write The Call of the Dino so kids can read it. Yes. Um, And have it not be as disturbing as Call of the Wild, which I remember being quite sad. I mean, like Old Yeller? We had yeah. that happened early on. That happened to us. That happened to all of us. <sighs> we all have the collective trauma of Old Yeller. <laughs> and then we had to watch the movie of it, which, why did you have to do that to us twice? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, great event, everybody. It was a great event. No traumatic <laughs> memories uh, from this pre release. Um, my pool was pretty sick. I opened, I wanted to make a red, green dinos deck as did, I think literally everybody in that room, because I think I played against it three times. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when you have the dinos, you want to make the dinos, um, but follow the dinos. Look, my pool said, no, no, no. There's another Jurassic park reference for you. Um, wait, uh, 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 there it is. Uh, I had opened these, I had opened Esper lands. So I opened hidden cataract. That's the blue um, Discover Land. I opened a Hidden Courtyard. That's the white one. And I opened a Hidden Acropolis. That's the black one. Yeah. Um, and I also opened Reckless, Restless Anchorage, which is the blue-white land that turns into a 2-3 bird and you get to make a map token when it attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also opened Promising Vein, which is another cave. And this is one that lets you go and get a cave or basic land of any type and put it onto the battlefield. Nice. Um, so my fixing was chef's kiss and i was like well it's not my jam but i'll try and build it just because my lands are kind of like telling me literally that's what you have to do (laughs) and why am i fighting it um yeah so my pool was kind of sick um i didn't know that it was when i opened it but it turned out to be very good i went four and oh with this list um there'll be a link to it in the show notes and you can see it on the video if you're watching um my rare that i opened for the pre-release is malcolm alluring scoundrel um, which if you don't know Malcolm, you've got to meet Malcolm. Um, not only in the middle. <laughs> oh, but- you don't know. You don't know Malcolm. <laughs> you, you got to meet Malcolm. I love Malcolm. I opened up Malcolm as my pre-release promo, shiny, beautiful boy, Malcolm here. Um, and I was like, oh, it's kind of underwhelming cause it wasn't a giant dinosaur or whatever, but <laughs> let me tell you about Malcolm, my good friend. Um, Malcolm is beautiful. He is a two, one for one in a blue legendary creature, siren pirate flash, Oh, he's Flash. I never played him for Flash. <laughs> Whoops. Read the card, everybody. Uh, flying. Whenever Malcolm, alluring scoundrel, deals combat damage to a player, you put a chorus counter on it. Draw a card, then discard a card. Then if there are four or more chorus counters on Malcolm, you may cast a discarded card without paying its mana cost. Sick. Which is... 
that's dumb, everybody. Yeah, that's I, pretty sick. I got up to four course counters on the little Melks four four times, twice, but like whatever. It, it, it's just pure value. You look at your hand and you're like, wait, I can just cast whatever the most expensive mm-hmm. card I have is for free. And then I still have all my mana to do my shenanigans the rest of the game. And this card is named Malcolm. I would say, right? Like this, unfortunately, cannot be an oops, they're hot because like obviously on, oh, on purpose, they're hot. <laughs> Are you saying that Malcolm in and of itself is a hot name? No, Maria. <laughs> please never accuse me of having said that. Well, what do you mean? Of course, Malcolm is hot. I mean, look at this art. They drew, the artist drew Malcolm with the intention of drawing someone hot. Yeah, that is true. This that's is That's what I'm saying. This is intentionally hot. I mean, alluring scoundrel. Yeah, that's true. They are alluring. Um, Everyone's an alluring scoundrel. Malcolm A+. Plus. I love this card. And I just love that it's called Malcolm. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yes. How ready for a segue are you? Well, you just said it's a, it's a scoundrel. All scoundrels are alluring, to which I have to agree. It's the number yeah. one alluring type of person. Anyway. Okay. So I was just thinking, it made, and then it made me think of Jane Austen. Because classic race. Classic. You know, classic. And then I remembered that I was having a dream. And in my dream, I was like at doing something. I was like at a play or in a play or something. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't like this person or I don't like this person. And then I like left that situation still in my dream. And in my dream was like, oh, my goodness, this dream is is not like just a dream by itself. This dream is like a modern reinterpretation of Pride and Prejudice. And I better understand <laughs> the characters in my dream if I understand that it was, in fact, like an interpretation of Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> so your dream made an updated version of Pride and Prejudice yes. and put it into your head. I put it into my head and then I could only better, like I had to realize that to yeah. better understand the and dream like, that I had had. Oh, oh. Okay, so this person is Mr. Darcy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I didn't like that. I was like, oh, wait, well, that's because like they were in that scenario. Be like, oh, that's because that's Mr. Darcy. And like late, I have to figure out like, oh, later on, what is going to like, how are they going to change? It was wild. Was Mr. Darcy played by Malcolm Alluring Scoundrel? <laughs> could have, you know, Maria, could have been. Could have been. Could have been. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, you know, you, you see so many plays these days made with a modern twist. Like, yes. oh, I'm going to do this, but set in the 1920s. But is your, is your dream... A modern twist? Well, I mean, that's, you're just, you're skipping. You're just like one step ahead. Your dream is like, don't worry, I got you. We're doing Modern Pride and Prejudice. Yep. Very cool. Um, Yeah. So, Malcolm. Thank you, Malcolm, for coming to my deck. Um, yep. And the plan was basically f- flyers and removal. And you know what? That wins games of magic. Yeah. I had two copies of a Waterwind Scout, which has been called early on, you know, one of the better commons in blue. Uh, this is the 2-2 two, two for two and a blue flying. When it enters the battlefield, create a map token. And I think we've... Great. I mean, we've learned. <laughs> like, we should know by now that a card that comes in that's a flyer for two or three mana that makes a thing with it is a card you should put in your deck. We've learned Inspiring our Inspiring Overseer, anyone? Yep, exactly. Right. I also had Oltec Cloud Guard, which does the same thing, but at four mana. Uh, this one is a 3-2 flyer that when it comes in, it makes a 1-1 gnome uh, artifact creature token, which is great. great. I mean, 
that's that's incredible value in this set. Not only because whatever your three two flyers, you know, pretty good, but having a gnome is good, but not because it's just another one one body, which would be good enough on its own, but because it's an artifact. Yeah. Um, which is also really important. He riding flying bat. Is he really? Oh yeah, he look, is. Look at the big flying bat. It's so cute. Oh wow, cutest card contender. Very cute. I didn't call this out, but that is extremely cute. Very cute. What do you call the little thing that they put on their head? You know, a harness, a, har- a bridle, <laughs> a bridle. Yeah, the cute little bats wearing a cute little bridle. <laughs> That's very cute. <laughs> um. Having random artifacts around, such as gnomes, to be able to craft with artifact with your craft is really, really good. So um, just keep that in mind, everybody. Um, yeah. It's it's fabulous. Good um, to know. The other rare my deck had was a 4-4. Four, four, um, let me find it here in my deck. You know, this card was... This card was pretty good. A Starving Revenant. Two black black for a 4-4 four, four spirit horror. When it enters the battlefield, surveil two. So it's a card with surveil on it, which this was a little confusing. There's surveil in this set. There's scry in this set. There's explore yeah. in this set. Well, <laughs> like, Starving Revenant, one of the contenders for most yes, disgusting art. This was on your really, ghost's card Really list. horrifying. Um, a surveil two. Then for each card you put on top of your library, you draw it and you lose three life. And then it has descend eight. Whenever you draw a card, if there are eight or more permanent cards in your graveyard, target opponent loses one life and you gain one life, which that's is pretty sick. That's a sick card. Yeah. Um, this, it never lived long enough for the descent thing to happen with it. Yeah. But whatever, it's a four mana card that draws you to if a you want. A four mana four, four. Four, four. That draws you to if you want. You yeah. don't have to do it. And it's a good thing you don't have to because a lot of times I was very low on life because I was not an aggressive deck that came out early and I had to not take either of the cards that I got with, you know, the Starving Revenant. So, you yeah. know, whatever. Maria, yeah. you have quite a few craft artifacts here. I do. Tell I me, do. like, how did it How did it feel? So craft, one of the new mechanics in this set, I, I felt incredible. Um... I have in my deck Tithing Blade, which is the – that comes in – what is it? I don't want to call it a blade. It's not an equipment, everybody, which is really weird. Yeah, it comes Tithing in, Blade is a – yeah. It turns into an enchantment, but it just makes them sacrifice a creature, and then it turns into enchantment that drains on your upkeep. Um, I had Visage of Dread, which takes a card from their hand and then turns into a dude. I had spring-loaded saw blades, which is an excellent removal spell that deals five and turns into a five-five. Wow! Um, those are the three I had, and I thought they were great. I yeah. loved them. They gave you value early on in the game, even for effects that weren't entirely super great, like Visage of the Dread. Yeah, that's better in sealed, obviously, than it's going to be in in draft. But mm-hmm. um, tithing blade, like. Okay, they sacrifice a creature. That's not always the best effect. But it didn't matter because if you were had nothing to do later on in the game or whatever, if you just had some mana laying around, well, then you just flip it into a creature that I would call pretty dang good in <laughs> both of these instances. Visage of Dread is a 5-4 menace, I think. And the Spring Loaded Sawblaze is a 5-5 crew one. Jeez. Um, so... Yeah. Like, whatever. I, I didn't care that the initial effect was kind of meh. It was just great to have it and great to have the option to turn it into a dude later on if you needed it. Uh, you know, as we have started saying on Good Luck High Five, it's just a lot of card for card. It's card for card. It's a lot of Absolutely. card for your card. It's a lot of card for your card. Yeah. Um, 
My thought about craft was my favorite thing that I did all weekend. My other thought generally about the format was that I said, if you have nothing to do, I'm going to put that in quotes because in this set, it felt like I always had a hundred things to do on any given turn, which is a great feeling to have playing a game of magic. You want to have options. You want to feel like what you're doing makes a difference. It matters in the game, the decisions that you make. And in Ixalan, there is just so much to do at any given moment because you've got these discover caves, right? So you can activate them if you want to, to go and get something or, you know, cascade. You can craft with your craft artifacts or craft creatures or whatever has craft on it. Um, you can worry about descend, like thinking about getting more things into the graveyard and to try and activate your cards with descend. I don't know. I felt at any given moment in the game, there was a hundred different things I could have done. Somebody asked me in our discord, how did you like restless anchorage, which is a two, three land or the land that turns into a two, three bird. And I said, honestly, I never activated it. <laughs> too much to do. I had too much to do. It turns into a two, three fly that makes you a map, like only for three mana. My deck is about killing you with flyers. That's something you think I would do, but I didn't even have to because I was just <laughs> doing all this cool stuff with all my other cool cards. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a great feeling I had in the format. And I think we'll maybe be emblematic emblematic of the format going forward Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i loved them i thought they were fantastic oh i had another craft card sunbird standard which Mm -hmm. is three mana for a mana rock um and turns into a bird with haste vigilance um based on the number or the the colors used that you crafted with it so it's usually a two two or a three three if you're playing a three color deck yeah um yeah a plus for craft Maria, going through some of the other mechanics, uh, you mentioned to me that you didn't see any new Cascade. Yeah, I I didn't see any creatures with uh, the new Cascade ability. I don't believe my whole pre-release long. I could be wrong, but I'm trying to remember. And I don't really recall it. The thing I do recall is activating um, Discover on my cave lands here, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think... You know, when you're at that point in the game, it's the late game. You don't need that land. You're just going to take that Discover 4. Um, generally hit something underwhelming. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't recall it ever hitting something where they were like, yes, turn the game around. Yeah. Because you don't really, you know, you don't super have the choice. Um, that's That was kind of how I felt with those. But also, if you're late in the game and you don't want your land anymore, you probably don't really care what it is that you hit. You're like, oh, I guess I'll play my, put that 2-2 into play or whatever. But yeah. I would say it felt like kind of like, eh. You know, it didn't All right. didn't seem backbreaking or anything like that from, from what I witnessed personally. Yeah, interesting. Um, I wonder if it's just like the number. It's not on, to be fair, like a huge number of cards. That's true. I had it on one card that felt a little bit better, which was Primordial Gnar. Mm-hmm. So I did have it on this, but it never happened from my re- recollection. This is a four and a black for a five, two. And when it dies, discover three. And that's oh, yeah. annoying, right? Because they have to trade with it no matter what. And then you're just going to get something back. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it just got pacified or should I say petrified <laughs> um, in combat. Uh. Yeah, um, we had a question going into the set, too, of how Descend would feel, mm-hmm. um, particularly Descend 4 and Descend 8, like if it would take a thousand years for those yep. to come online. Um, and the answer is, if you're drafting, you can make sure that you have it pretty consistently. That's that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I had a couple of cards that cared about it. I didn't really deal with the payoffs of any of them ever. Um, I had Brood Rage Mycoid that makes a fungus uh, if you descended this turn. That's just a good card. Like, whatever. It's incidental. And if you got it, you were happy. If you didn't, you're like, whatever. I have a 4-3. Um, <laughs> uh, the one that I did try once to have descend active for was Stinging Cave Crawler. This is two and a black for a 1-3 death touch. Descend 4. Whenever it attacks, if there are four or more permanent cards in your graveyard, you draw a card and you lose a life. And I remember once doing this specifically to try and find something in my deck. So I was digging. But it's like, that. you get that one time, probably, yeah. with this. With this little buddy. <laughs> Um, you really want this card to block because dinos uh, have keyword big on them in this format. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, so just think about that. Um, so yeah, it didn't feel too terribly hard to get to four or eight if you needed to. And in draft, yeah. it'll be way easier. So that's my verdict on descend. Uh, but know. craft, kind of the above and beyond great thing of the format. That's really cool. I'm I'm really glad to hear that. I'm looking forward to crafting some stuff. Absolutely. Um. How did uh how did the speed of it feel? The was speed. it fast? Was Good it question. slow? I think it depends on what kind of deck you build. So I got run over probably and by turn three I was dead. One game from dinosaurs with wow. a god curve. Um, you certainly will be able to do that. I think. Um, but most of my games were fairly long and kind of grindy. Now that's how my deck is set up. Because of yeah. all the removal that I had in Petrify, Spring-Loaded Saw Blades, Ray of Ruin, uh, Dead Weight, okay? But I, I, for the most part, I, I went to time in one round and went to turns. And then another one, I came very, very close. So it felt, it felt pretty mid-rangey to me overall, right. honestly. But, I mean, that's sealed. So we'll see what happens when it, when it comes to draft. But you can draft an extremely aggressive dinosaur deck. Not even a question. Um, there is a dinosaur that I have to give a shout out to. Uh, that is the red-green signpost uncommon for dinosaurs. There's a dinosaur I have to give a shout out to. I just can't not mention it. Because um, yeah. this card is incredible. It's Quint, firstborn of Gishath, which some people were like, What? This card should have been on your cutest card list. And I said, no, this card is blatant pandering. I'm not even going to mention it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, oh, it is. Oh, but Maria is very, it is very cute. It is kind of cute. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, two, three legendary creature dinosaur haste. When it, uh, it costs red green. When it enters the battlefield, you may pay two. When you do target dinosaur, you control deals damage equal to its power to another target creature. So it doesn't have to be this little baby. Who's doing yeah. his damage? It can be your friggin' seven seven that's just sitting there. <laughs> like that's this card was absolutely incredible. I must have played against it six times this weekend. One of my opponents had two of them in their deck, and I had to live in fear the entire game of just <laughs> sitting there and like this dumb little two three is going to come in and it's going to have mom fight its battles for it. Yeah. That is what's happening in this art, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this, ti this tiny dino, and then you can see, like, his parent is right there. Right there. It's like, oh, you don't mess with me because, uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, just really good. Uh, that card, I can't wait to draft 100,000 copies of that card. <laughs> it is so good. My creatures were dying left and right to that thing. All right. Um, good to know. So beware. Beware. Um the there is also a gnome that I want to give a shout out to. Shout out to my gnome. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, my gnomey here in white. This one was also incredible. 
Uh, let me scroll up here on Scryfall and find it for you. You already know what I'm talking about if you've played the format. <laughs> That's how good this card is. Um, three and a white uh, for a gnome. <laughs> Which one is it? Adaptive gem guard. Uh, three and a white for a three, three. Tap two untapped artifacts and or creatures you control. Put a plus one, plus one counter on adaptive gem guard. Activate only as a sorcery. So... I played against what was basically Gnome Tribal one round, which was my toughest round, my last round of the tournament. And uh, they were able to like turn this thing into a 5-5 five, five in like two seconds flat <laughs> because there's <laughs> cards that just make gnomes left and right in white. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that card also extremely good. Watch out for it. Great. But overall, also, what a blast. You know, he nice. He's doing a good job. Yeah, he is doing a good job. He's doing a good job. Um, I... I think this format seems very fun and yeah. I'm very excited. It releases on arena tomorrow. We're recording this on Monday. So you'll hear this. It's, it's releasing today. If you're listening on Tuesday, um, go out and check it out, everybody. I hope I'm not wrong because I'm so excited to play it. Also this flavor text on adaptive gem guard left to left th- to their own devices. Gnomes re-engineer their own devices. <laughs> very cute that's very cute and very that's a, gnome that's very cute very gnome <laughs> so gnome <laughs> so check out the set if you haven't everybody if you want to share your photos of your builds from the pre-release or early days on arena please head over to our patreon discard and and show us what you got tell us about your experiences in the comments here below the youtube video we would love to know what it was like for you uh battling with some dinos or otherwise everybody that's this episode of good luck high five wow so much magic content this week i know we barely went on any tangents that's because sorry liz yeah sorry liz Uh, that's because i can't talk about the show that i'm currently watching i feel like the very funniest parts of it are all inappropriate to talk about which is succession succession Very funny. I know we've I've tried to get Megan on Succession for a long time. I tried to get everybody yeah. on Succession. To be fair, I love that show. I've watched um, it three times. No big deal. <laughs> I have finally been watching it. It is so funny. It's it's hilarious. It's really good, and I cannot get over. I just think that Matthew McFadden is so outstanding in it. It's yes. absurd. He is. He is absolutely outstanding. That is, is the word for it. Like it it floors me constantly how good he is in the show. He, in a way that's deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Playing a Minnesotan, so another thumbs yes. up for that too. Yeah. Um, with the the American accent he displays alone should get some awards. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, winning best actor uh, twice for this role. I mean, and as he honestly as he should, he's so good. And maybe a third time, we'll find out. He's yeah. nominated again with half of the cast for the show. So oh, it's absurd. Anyways. Go watch it, but I cannot, you know, I can't repeat a lot of the things yeah. that I say. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, thank you uh, for supporting the show on patreon.com slash glhfmagic. We love having you part of our magical family. You really do make the show happen every single week, and we've got some exciting stuff brewing for December. Yeah. So uh, that's made possible by your patronage. By you. Thank you specifically to Chris and Ian. I helped Megan and Maria get arrested by the boat police. Thank you, Chris and Ian. The boat police are coming for our souls and we could not be more thankful. <laughs> Wait, I think I misunderstood what a boat police was. Oh, yeah. If the boat police gets you, you they get your soul too. <laughs> what? 
it's part of being on the water. I don't understand it, but like the the water represents like the uh, the impermeable nature of uh, humanity and life itself. And the bull police are like, not only do we get your physical flesh, we also get your soul. Yeah, that's yeah. what we get for piloting that trash toboggan down the Mississippi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, we'll see you all next week. <laughs> Wait, thank you, thank you to Card Kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> thank you to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Check them out at cardkingdom.com/slash/glhf. Play some Commander Boxing League. Have you heard of that idea before? Now you have, and your life could be different because. Do you know I what you know. could do? You could go on like eBay and see like what's the cheapest box that you can find. Seriously, you could. You could. I just picked a box that I randomly had in my house for. God knows what reason. And it turned out to be great because I built an enchantment deck. Oh, that's sick. That's my deal. If you're like, right. that is my deal. That might be the one you want to pick. But like, Go whatever. Yeah. Out. You could also and if, just do that. If you want us to play some Commander Boxing League on here, tell us in the comments, man. Yes, like, please just tell do. Us. Let please us know. Do. Uh, see you all next week, friends. Much love. <laughs>